so now I feel like it was so long ago because I've been living in another country for the last six years since I shot it. So I was gonna ask did you if you shot the if you shot the movie on location or you were living in San Francisco at the time. Is that how it was? I was living there. I was okay. living in San Francisco. It was it was very much um, like a real sort of postcard of love for the city because we were we were leaving like I had I had three months at the end of us shooting it because we shot it in like two weeks and then three months later like I was I was flying to Australia to like move countries like back home with my now husband and now so, is your actually, is your husband Michael is your husband Mike that's what I thought yeah. I kind of Facebook stalked you a little bit and I saw your wedding picture I go oh my god I think he played Mike in the movie <laughs> And contrary to popular opinion, everybody loves this. I don't know where this came from. This is not true. People seem to think that, like, I cast him and then married him. But we I cast him because he was my boyfriend. And I was like, I put him in stuff before. I was <laughs> like, going to ask you if you, knew, I, if you knew him before, which, you know, I was going to ask about all the cast. Did you know all of the cast? No, not at all. It was actually, um, it was, it was a bit of a leap of faith the way I put it all together because I had like I'd been living down in Los Angeles uh earlier like a couple of years earlier and like had a bunch of people that I knew down there but well you know indie people completely outside of the studio system everyone sure. relaxed and um and I was like oh I've got some actors down there I can call on and so I I had Brendan Garrett who plays oh Kramer in the party scene yes yes um, just the really obnoxious, well, one of Sir the Kramer. Yeah, kids. Sir Kramer. Sir <laughs> Kramer. Um, beads. And um, he, so he was a mate. He was actually one of Nick's, like, uni friends, uh, college friends. Uh, and that's how I knew him down in Los Angeles. And so I bust him up to be in it. <laughs> I made him catch the bus because we had no budget. I was like, mate. If you can pay for yourself to fly, you can fly, but I am getting you a bus ticket. And he did, like a legend. And, um, yeah, so he flew out. He was one of the people who I knew. And also there is a mourner in the, um, in, at the, at the funeral who, it was my room, one of my roommates, one of my housemates, Claire, Claire, who is just a hilarious improviser. Um, but everyone else was just total leap of faith, like went and we, we held a casting at a local theatre, which was like a huge chunk of my budget. I'm sorry, my cat's really desperate. Oh, I thought it was my cat. Don't cat. worry. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, shut up, cat. He's, he's very chatty. <laughs> um, yeah, held this casting and was just like, or we had one day, you know, one day to cast everyone. And I was like, right. And I remember I was like so sure that I had the character, um, the, the, uh, actress cast to play Alice. And then I was like, yeah, totally in love with this woman. And I like ended up putting her in the film anyway. Cause I was like, oh, she's the one who they kiss. The, oh, the, oh, okay. Cast. Yes. Cause I was like, you have to be in this cause I love you. But, um, but Monica just came in who plays Alice and just, blew everyone out of the water she's amazing and I thought I was like you guys have such great chemistry on screen that I thought maybe you guys were really friends in in real life I felt like we were best friends yes it was so bizarre like we it was like during the filming it was we were just like it it, we just felt so immediately it's just a a, like testament to how how much of an incredible and professional actress she is I just felt immediately so 
close to her and sort of having to go between acting and directing, which is bloody hard. I can imagine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, hey, thank you for making this easy for me because, like, we immediately have this rapport that really doesn't exist because we met a month ago, you know. Mm -hmm. So, it, yeah, she was was amazing. She's actually done a, um, oh, my God, the name of the web series escapes me. I even backed it on Kickstarter and I can't remember the bloody name of it. You should look up she's ah i'll think of it it'll come to me she's done this incredible web series it's like this daisy chain of um of like hookups yeah it's based on this shakespearean thing that i didn't fully understand but i was like you're obviously brilliant and it's really (laughs) really good and it's set in new york and it's just her and this one other actor and they're like playing all of these different characters and it's incredible and um i don't know please google that and find out i will i will just get more of her into your eyeballs because she's like I feel like she's really someone to watch. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, this is my, I think, 14th episode that we've done of this podcast. So the 14th movie. And I, I'm just, this is the first one I've watched twice. So, yeah. Oh. <laughs> so nice. Seriously. I was like, and I told my husband, I go, okay, it's kind of a chick flick, but you'll still like it. And he enjoyed it. He was my co-host this week for the podcast because my normal co-host his anniversary was this week, so he was out of town. And I was afraid my husband would be like, yeah, it's a chick flick, it's cheesy. But he really thoroughly enjoyed it too. So that is, that says a lot. That says a lot. Hey, this is Johnny. And this is Mandy. From Brother Brother Beercast. That's right. We are your premier podcast in arts and entertainment. So whether you want to hear about the arts and entertainment in Indianapolis or you want to be a part of the show, check us out at brotherbrotherbeercast.com. You're listening to Indie Flicks with Kells and Wheels. So, so what? Enough crass humor in there. Oh, that's what we that's what we enjoy. (laughs) Because I'll tell you, out of uh, fourteen movies, uh, twelve of them have been horror movies, and I'll tell you, it's so easy to find an indie horror movie that has a micro budget, and not a lot of movies like yours. And I was so refreshed to watch this one. It seems it seems to be the way in um, with. Uh, with micro-budget films mm-hmm. is through horror. Yes. Because, you know, you can really, really lean into it. So sort of, you can flex massively and show how good you are at generating that drama and that suspense and all of that stuff that really doesn't need budget. It just needs great, like, a great craftsperson at the, right. at the helm. Yes. So I can see why people choose to do that because it's, it is such a great way to sort of showcase what you're about. But I, I, yeah, I mean, I just generally, although I'm actually working on a couple of um, films that are comedy, but also genre, (laughs) they're like gear shifty type films. Yeah. At the moment, I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's not quite my area yet. I'm like working into the whole like scary stuff. Yeah. I can't ever get that scary. just don't like to see violence, I guess. (laughs) So I'm glad, I'm glad that you... I'm glad. I'm glad that you uh, are finding non-violent um, um, features that were done on a micro budget. I've got two more I have to tell you about huh? um, that I found out about when I came back to Australia. Um, 
one of the well actually no one of them i were like some mates australian friends who were over in los angeles and they shot a micro budget for 25 grand mm-hmm. 25 i think it was 25 um and it's incredible and it's all very relationshipy and it wasn't it, it was like there was they had a treatment but they didn't have a script and they just kind of improvised and the two leads are both the direct are both directors and actors even though Kane the other lead was like not an actor he just went into it anyway it's called for, there's one called for now f-o-r-n-o-w for now um, okay it's great it's Hannah Hannah and Kane were the um directors and there were there and yeah anyway fantastic please check it out and also because I was just looking at all the stuff that you guys you guys check out there's also one called hot mess Oh, so Hannah and Kane have just done, um, they've just shot a movie with some big person in it that came off the back of doing for now. And it was, it's called Sissy and it's a, um, it's, it's like a thriller type. Oh, okay. Like suspense number. Mm-hmm. So that, but that had a full on budget, but yeah, it was like after doing for now and after that. So that's amazing. And the other one is, um, yeah, Hot Mess. Uh, which is another like relationshipy. Well, not relationship. It's kind of like this this single woman who is just shitting the bed in terms, like figuratively, right? <laughs> in life, you know, there um, are movies like that. I'm good. sure, but I <laughs> we don't talk yeah, about those. I just got picked up by Netflix, <laughs> and it's very, very good. So uh, yeah, you got to check those ones out. I will. I I'm will definitely. Yeah, because uh, my my partner in this it's all about horror movies, and I'm I'm like searching and scrubbing all of the interwebs <laughs> trying to find anything that's not horror. And I was like, ooh, they exist. five thousand frisky. This doesn't sound like a horror movie. Let's watch it. And I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I did. Oh, I'm so glad you did. <laughs> yeah. So so what was the inspiration to Frisky? Was this your first movie that you wrote and directed and starred in? It was the first movie I directed. Yeah. Um, I had written a feature and starred in it and produced it down in LA. That okay. Had a, a similarly small budget. Well, the production budget was somewhere around 30,000 bucks. It's called Winning Formula. But in the end, like, post was such a, like, oh my God. Post production was such a saga over, like, two years that I'm pretty sure the budget ended up closer to $100,000. Oh, wow. Yeah. But we did shoot it and get it all done. I mean, before we had to do, like, a massive reshoot because an entire day and a half, two days' worth of footage had been um, lost. Uh, oh. No, it wasn't lost. The sound was never recorded because we had a guy, anyway, got fired. Because, anyway, it was a lot of things. Lot yeah. Of things. But anyway, the reshoot was great because we ended up having some amazing stuff. But yes, I had I had some experience having done that and also had like starred in a very low budget indie here in Australia before that was called Australian Enemy. That was like a, uh, what's it called? A, uh, like a period piece. It's all about like the, the drug lords of like the sixties in Australia. It was very good. It was like a really fun script. Um, but that was also insane and very like run and gun gorilla shooting. Like, I'm not going to come into it. Um, but yeah, so I had a bit of experience with that sort of stuff. And so I was like, hey, why the hell am I not giving directing a go? And so I was, we were doing the enormously long post production on Winning Formula while I'd already moved up to San Francisco. And I was trying to find music for Winning Formula. 
And I kept coming across all of this music that I loved, but was absolutely inappropriate for Winning Formula, which is a ridiculous sort of slapsticky. Still, it's got that like friendship element to it, but it's like crime and turtle racing and like just the dumbest stuff going on. It's funny. It's fun. Like it's a lot of fun. It's very jaunty, but it's not like the like uh, mumblecore indie type thing that like right. years. And so, and I kept finding all this like indie music, and I was like, oh, I feel like this this pulls on my heartstrings and it's like the story I want to tell about like three of my closest female friends all mixed together, you know, and like all of the, all of like what it is to be in your twenties and like, like have friendships, you know, blossom and crumble and then come back together and, and all of that stuff. Cause everyone's got their own shit going on. Right. So yeah, I'm like listening to this music. I'm like, oh, it's so deep. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so, yeah, I just um, I sort of started writing that and I was like, what is it? And so I sort of took all of these moments that like were just memorable things that had happened throughout like my 20s and like with various very close friends and wove it into this story that is frisky. And like put it in San Francisco because that's where I was. And I was just about to quit my architecture job. And I was like, sweet, I'll take my Christmas bonus and blow it. And make a movie. Yes. (laughs) Actually, my Christmas bonus was nowhere near that. But I took that and put it towards the movie. Um, But yeah, it was was great. Quit my job, wrote, really wrote the script frisky and... um, and got to put all the music and all the feelings and stuff that I really wanted to have in my first directing. Well, <laughs> it was great. It was honestly wonderful. And, um, you know, I'm in my 40s now. Ugh. And I, <laughs> but I, I was telling my husband, because my husband's like, Jesus, are women really like this? And I go, honey, I remember my 20s. And I remember being in my pajamas and going, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to a party. And I'd get up and I'd get ready yeah. and I'd go out. And, and I'd be walking home and eat a burrito on the way home. I'm like, I, I totally relate to her. <laughs> like, totally. Yeah. And like, I won't be defeated. You, I won't be defeated by this moment. I'm getting up, I'm getting up. That's right. Time. Right. Yeah, I can go on my own. <laughs> that exact moment. Well, I mean, literally, like, all of it, all of it, like, to some degree happened. Like, with, you know, varying, obviously, you have reenacting it in a completely different place. But the like, foundation of all of those events were things that went on like exactly that I did have that moment lying in bed and like my mate had just gone off with her boyfriend who she didn't care about (laughs) I was like I am going to Orange I'm going to drive to Orange County right now and I'm going to this party like I'm going to do it and it's going to be full of douchebags and I'm going to own this shit (laughs) Um, so it was great it was really fun (laughs) and just why not it's like all of those it's so funny because like now I'm looking at you know I'm writing all of this stuff writing all these films and things now putting these scripts and it's all you know with the lovely three act structure and everything like you know raise the stakes raise the stakes raise the stakes and I'm like thinking back to Frisky and I'm like it still had all of that structure and everything but like the stakes if you're sort of someone from the outside coming into it who hasn't been a woman in their 20s (laughs) Like, you might look at it and be like, oh, yeah, this feels like, you know, it's just some stuff, it's a bit of slice of life and that's that. But it's like, no, 
these are turning points in your life. Like, yes. This matters. This stupid little thing is like so monumental inside that, you know, like those little dumb things are like big character shifts for any person. So like any, any woman trying to go through stuff, like that decision to go out on your own to the party and like be... And being a different country and starting a business and yeah, yeah. I totally can relate. All of those little things and I'm like, yeah, it's just so funny. It's just so different. (laughs) (laughs) Now, do you do comedy like on the side? I mean, have you ever like done stand up or just always just been like the funny person in the group? Because you're hilarious, by the way. Thank you. No, I've never done stand-up. Never, ever, ever have done stand-up. Um, I do like to make up songs for my son that I think are hilarious. Like right. When he's, um, when a duck stole his cheese, I've written a full song about that. Oh, so, yeah, I love that. So it's a real country <laughs> jam. Um, but no, generally not. I just love, I love writing comedy, like, scenes and things like that. And and just like being a part of, or even directing other people's stuff. I've just directed other people's stuff a bit this year and it's been great fun. It's just, it's like I said, like I'm about to do these, these two like sort of horror comedy things. And it's like, I can't get away from the comedy because it's the bit that actually like, oh, yeah, up and I enjoy it. I do too. I, <laughs> I've written some books that I haven't even finished and you know, a lot of them are dramatic, but a friend of mine's like, you need to write a script. So I wrote a mockumentary <laughs> on nerds dating like a dating show but for nerds and i'm like oh, this is gonna be so funny when i finish it because i don't want to do anything serious i want to do funny i think people respond to people, that more people enjoy like it's a great thing you're like giving people the gift of laughter it's right like, it's a good thing to be contributing to the world that's, that's right like, when i'm like when i'm doing stuff that's like a bit dark and all of that i'm sort of like oh like, what am I putting out there here? I, I just directed a podcast for a, quite a big TV show that's here that hasn't been released yet, so I'm not allowed to talk about it. But it's they've done, like, a season that is, like, a, uh, like, radio play season. So, mm-hmm. like, eight one-hour episodes. And it's all, like, the show on TV has done, like, eight seasons, and it's a big, it's a big drama. Like, it's all very dramatic. Really no sense of humour. <laughs> the whole way. But there was this one character in the script who I was, there were, there were three new characters in it. And I was just like, this, she's funny. Like, this is fun. It's dark, but it's funny. Like, we have to go there, like, and just let it be fun. Like, it, that's just her sense of humor. We're, we're not making light of this, like, really horrendous situation. But, like, her sense of humor is to make fun of things. So let's let's go with it. So, I don't know, I really, I've managed to even sneak in a little bit of comedy into something. Nice. <laughs> definitely not intended. To I love like it. That. I love it. Oh, my God, can't help it. It's just what I enjoy, I think. I, I can tell. I could tell by a lot of your mannerisms in the movie and the script writing. I was like, she's a comedian. I don't know if she does it professionally, but she's a comedian. <laughs> oh, thanks. Well, my husband and I are both just massive, like, Gumbies, what do you call? What do you call that? We're like a couple of muppets. So yeah, just two, <laughs> yes. two very lanky people kicking around our little house here. So we 
we're like a little comedy show just watching us walk up the street. That's never a dull moment, and that's what I love. My <laughs> husband and I are kind of like that. We have a really sick sense of humor, though. So. Gosh. <laughs> oh, that's so, what, uh, what else? God, I want to tell you. Yeah, so there's the whole, um, it was, there's all, like, really the whole angle on Frisky that ended up getting lots of, like, publicity over here was the fact that it was, it wasn't the film itself. It was more like the fact, like, how the hell we did it for, like, such a tiny, right. tiny budget, right? And, um, and so, yeah, I put together that little, what's it called? What is that? Ebook thing. So that might be. Yeah, well, I'm definitely going to check that some out. thoughts out of that. Yes, definitely. Because I've, I ha- I've only produced one short, um, and, or directed a short, and I'm, starting my production on a feature film horror movie. Uh, so I would love to learn some tricks because I'm telling you, it was done so well. It was executed well. And, and I really okay. truly enjoyed it. So it's, um, it's one of those things where you just got to, I learned a lot from doing like winning formula and doing like really low budget stuff before that, like literally no budget, like silly, silly sketches and stuff where it's like you just kind of have to really like the major thing is obviously treating everyone with respect but like instilling trust in people so that they go here is a person who is going to get it done and get it done well and get it finished and out the door because like so the major thing with the indie world is that people have been burnt and they're like well, I've worked for nothing on a bunch of projects that have never been released or what they said they were going to release, they didn't release or whatever. And so if you sort of make it like, for example, we shot Frisky and then before I left the country, even though we didn't have a sound edit finished yet, it was just rough sound. I still did a screening for our casting crew because I was like, you have to know that this is happening right you know right so many so many things or people just like drop off and that's just a part of it like in the beginning it was like as soon as I booked in my past I invited everyone around to the house so they all knew each other and they all became friends and like let's all have some wine and some cheese and just chill out and read through the script together so that now everybody's committed because we know each other now there's like right. a face right you're not just a person on the internet anymore you're you're a human being and we're all in this together so there's something about building that sense of like camaraderie and and yeah trust amongst everyone that's just that's like that's the first and most crucial thing I think anyone like you could get away with anything at that point because then you're all in it together you know that's awesome no that's a great idea yeah I because I also act in many of the of the things that I've done it's be here at this time here's a script and I barely know the person who's playing my husband and then you know I go home and and then a lot of times you know if it's a definitely a free project which I've done many of those uh I don't even get my I don't even get my reel and it and it's it's yeah. it's disappointing. It's disappointing when so many people will take the time out to help someone's project, and then they don't they don't even get their reel. 
<laughs> yeah, you've got to make it work people as well. I yes. think, yeah, that was, I think that was something that was really important about having been an actress before I went into actually making stuff was mm-hmm. that I knew how much it meant to like get your reel at the end of it or like why you're there or like why you might bail on a project the day before or whatever. Like right. you smell a rat and it looks like a like you're gonna be put in a situation you don't want to be put in. It's like yeah, you've got to make sure you're not the person putting someone in that situation. Right, right, exactly. So, have a bit of empathy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know, because like I'm the director I'm working with with this horror movie. He's like, well, you know, we have all these like bit parts and blah blah blah. They said they'll do it for free. I go, we need to pay everybody, even if it's a little bit. Because if you cast somebody and, and they said they won't do it for less than $150, you paid this person for the same kind of role as this person. This person did it for free. And he's like, well, it's not in our budget. Yeah, it is. We'll find it in our budget. Because I just think it's important to compensate people for their talent. And, you know, yeah, in one way or the other. No, make it fair. Make it fair. Yeah. If no one's yeah. getting paid, no one's getting paid. Yeah. Well, the way we handled it with Frisky, which was, which is, is now actually a really cool thing. I'll tell you why in a second is we did like a profit share situation. So Mm -hmm. the amount of time that anybody spent working on the film, like as a percentage of the whole becomes their like percentage of the profit that they receive once the film breaks into profit. Which, you know, is, of course, a risk for everyone because sure. an indie film may never see profit. But we did just break into profit. So Yay! <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes, but um, I, I got some good stuff. And I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. And again, I please send me some more of your stuff so we can watch it and talk about it because... Oh, mate, have a look at my website. It's all there. What is it? Pickclaude.com. What is it? It's all there. P-I-C-K-C-L-A-U-D.com. Okay, like, Pickclaude. You can get through through my Instagram. Okay. Which is the Dark Lord. <laughs> I, 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 I started following you as of today, so. <laughs> Sweet. You'll find it all on there because like, you can go through the – there's a link to my website there. So okay, awesome. Well, I, I'm excited uh-huh. to see some more of your stuff, and I want to see – what you have coming up because it's all great. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I you're, really appreciate you. You're very welcome. Me on. Yes. Yes. And I appreciate you agreeing to it. I've had, I've had a few directors um, and actresses uh, give me some audio and just send it to me. And then I've had some do the zoom. So, and, and you're yeah. 14 hours ahead of me. So, that's even that's even more brilliant that you're able to meet with me now. <laughs> we made it happen. We made it happen. Your higher time difference, so we're all there. Yeah. Family, so there. Yes. All right. Well, hey, it was great to chat, and I will send you this beautiful audio file. Oh, thank you. It's beautiful, but it'll be okay. Yes. Oh, no, I think. Oh, I think it might have been peaking quite badly. Oh, whatever. That's all right. I have I have a backup in case. <laughs> Okay, great. On my phone, right. so. Awesome. Well, I will hopefully chat to you sometime in the future. I hope so. Please. Have a good one. You too. Enjoy your evening. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye.